It's been said that we come into the world alone and we leave this world alone. But, Percy, do we have to fight cancer alone? Hmm. Sometimes a little help can be the difference between impossibility and victory, despair and confidence, desperation and hope. Mm -hmm. We know we can rely on God, but God also brings others into our lives that we can rely on as well. We're going to hear about that today on this podcast. We'll talk with Faye Rulak, a breast cancer patient, and Joanne Hudson, a CTCA volunteer, and learn about how God brought them together into a cancer-fighting partnership. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, who is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I can't wait to get started here today. We're going to hear a heartwarming story. Yeah, we're going to really hear the story of two people who found each other and how their love for God and love for each other really ministered one to another in a very powerful way. We'll turn to your interview with Faye and Joanne in just a moment, but we have a question we'd like to pose to our listeners, and we really do want to hear from you on this question. You can respond through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. The question is, and I think it fits right into our conversation today, mm. what could people have done differently to better help you during your cancer journey? What do you think about that question? Well, you know, interestingly enough, I have heard from many people after the fact when they've gone through their journey that the question has popped into their head of things that they felt people could have done differently or better. And so it is a legitimate question that we would like to hear from, from anyone who is listening today with regard to what should individuals have done differently to better help you during your cancer journey. And we will read some of that feedback on some later shows. And uh, we just want to hear from you today. And you can go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and you can leave those comments uh, to this particular question. Thanks for doing that. We really do appreciate it. And something else we appreciate is when you leave a review of this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from, it really helps acquaint others with what uh, this program is all about, This, this podcast that comes to you each week here, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thanks for your reviews. Well, would you like to open with some scripture here today? Today we're going to read from the book of Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter, verses 9 through 12, and it reads as follows. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lay down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. It's going to really establish today's conversation when we listen to these two ladies. Yeah, that's the perfect scripture as we head into our interview here in just a moment. But first, let me tell you that if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
Well, on a recent visit to the Cancer Treatment Center of America in Atlanta, Georgia, Percy, you sat down and you're going to introduce us now to a couple of very special women. Well, I'm super excited today because I have two individuals that I, I'm going to sit and talk to at the same time. We have a Faye Rulak and a Joanne Hudson. Faye Rulak is a patient, uh, cancer patient at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta who is still uh, in her uh, treatment protocol doing follow-ups and assessments. And Joanne Hudson is a CTCA volunteer, and uh, they had an opportunity to meet one another while at Cancer Treatment Centers of America and created a special bond. So first and foremost, welcome to the show, ladies. How you doing? Thank Fine, you. thank you. Thank you. Well, it's good to have you on the show. And I don't think we've ever quite had the story that we're going to talk about today. So first, I want to start with you, Faye. Let's talk a little bit about the fact that uh, as a cancer patient, breast cancer patient, uh, you are still undergoing observation and assessment for your follow-up care. Is that correct? Yes, I am. And you've been diagnosed how long with cancer, dear? Since uh, 2015. Okay. So uh, you've gone through treatment. You've uh, clinical care, I would assume. Yes. Um Possibly radiation, chemotherapy, everything. and surgery. Okay. And, and okay. everything. Okay. So you've done the big three, as I often like to yes. say. And we don't have to go into any great detail about that. And you look fabulous, Thank by the you. way. Thank you. And so, in the midst of treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta, uh, you're going through your, your normal day, I would assume, of treatment. And, and you have an opportunity to be befriended by someone and meet someone here at the organization who was a CTCA volunteer by the name of Joanne Hudson. Is that correct? Yes, I did. And so that's who's sitting to your left. And before we go into uh, Joanne, a little, Joanne's story, let's talk a little bit first about where were you when you were first told that you had cancer and how did you react to that? Uh, I was in my provider for my annual checkup, mm -hmm. and I was quite remiss because I've been doing it so long. This was round two in my life for breast cancer. So I've been maintenance, have been maintenance a very, very, very long time. Okay. And in doing my uh, annual checkup for my job, uh, they thought they noticed something. And of course, I dismissed it because I was so sure that it could not find me sure. again. Sure. So, uh, long story short, it did. I was blown beyond my own imagination mm -hmm. and anything that was ever described to me. And all of what had happened to me in my life rushed back. Okay. So, I went from it was an illusion, now it's a reality. Okay. And I was going to have to do something. Okay. And I'm assuming that you are also, I didn't ask the question before we started the program, but uh, that you are also a person of faith and uh, you are a believer. And so I would imagine that somewhere along the lines that your faith, uh, you had to kick into your faith and start, you know, talking to God and having some conversation about what's going on with you. Let's talk about that. Well, it, it, it took me a moment conceptually, what you said is true. But the reality okay. of hearing the word, you have cancer, and then in my mind, I process, and you have cancer again. Okay, for the second time. Second time. So now, 
I'm going to fall down and I'm going to wonder, God, what, 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 what happened? I'm in the wrong line. I'm in the wrong place. Why me? What's what, going on? What, what, what? No. You know, I'm thinking, no, no. And as I remembered what it was like the first time, then I went to, what did I do wrong? Yep. And I laid down in that. I laid in it. In that place. I laid in that. So you're treating, you're receiving your care. Uh, you obviously, you know, start that process. And then, you know, there's a, a lady named Joanne Hudson who is a CTCA volunteer. So we're going to just put a pin right there, and I'm going to talk to Joanne for a second. Joanne, you have been volunteering uh, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America for how long? For about three years. Three years as a volunteer. And in mm -hmm. your volunteer work, what were some of the things that you were doing as a volunteer at Cancer Treatment Centers oh, of America? Oh, I did so many things. I um, worked in day surgery. I worked in... Um, uh, accounting. Okay. I did computer work. Okay. Uh, so you're all over the place. All over the place. Okay. I did some special events, uh, selling T-shirts, uh, just whatever they wanted me to do, just whatever they assigned to me to do when I got there. What motivated you to want to volunteer at a cancer facility? Well, you know, I had heard so many wonderful things about this particular place, and, and I was just anxious to... Uh, come, I was retired, okay. and uh, I was ready to give back, and and I just felt like I was being led to come over here. Okay, and am I to assume also that you have a strong faith orientation and background? Absolutely. Okay, and so I would assume on some level you felt led and inspired by God that you know I want to volunteer my time in this in this environment and do some things. I, I did. I, I I just wanted um, to show His love. And so there was a point in time in your volunteer work at CTCA at Atlanta that you had no idea of a Faye Rulak. You didn't know no, who she was. Never heard of her. Let's talk about the 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 a fortuitous moment and the divine intervention of a day when the paths of Faye and Joanne crossed each other. Let's talk about how that happened and what took place on that day. Where were you, uh, Faye, and what were you doing the day that you met Joanne? I was in my um, second rotation okay. of uh, uh, after chemo, radiation, mm -hmm. and radiation is a daily activity, okay. every day, every day, every day, every day. Yep. And I was a little disheveled because I was still trying to work a little bit, slightly mm -hmm. out of my mind, and. I lived over an hour away, and I was still trying to figure out how to do it by myself. Okay, so you're still trying to manage your day-to-day yes, -day life, yes, okay? Yes, yes, yes. Because in my mind, if I let go of that, then I would let I would be letting go of everything. Okay. So I thought I had to, to hold on. So you're inside of the actual physical building of CTCA receiving your care and your treatment. I am at a remote location. At a remote location. So... There, this person named Joanne, how do you meet Joanne Hudson, CTCA volunteer? How, do, how does that happen? What took place on that day? I come in every day. Uh, radiation was in the absolute back of the building. Okay. It was like, you know, like a marathon. Okay. Uh, some days I, I worked all day, and then I'm, I got to go back there, uh -huh. and then I got to do it. 
And then the results of doing it, you know, left me uh, out of wind, out of gas, okay. I'm going to say. Okay, okay, and a little tired. they were trying to tr- roll me back to the front because at some point I, I didn't do a good job of trying to get myself back to the front okay. because it was far. Okay. And uh, I looked around one day because, you know, you wait in the lobby, and uh, a an angel stood there and said, you know, are you Faye Rulak? And it's like, yes. Well, I'm going to roll you to the front. So now I'm trying to figure out, okay, who is this? <laughs> did I did I do something wrong? Did I get my own person? Because mm. nobody really said anything. She just she just showed up. She just showed up. So she rolled me slowly to the front, okay. and she introduced herself. She mm. said a few things to me, and uh, it was a slow walk. And she did a lot of the talking. But I felt received. Okay. I felt like somebody had found me. Wow. Because what nobody knew in my heart, I, I was lost. You were struggling. I was struggling okay. really bad. Okay. But you got to do the treatment so okay. you can't complain. And then I got Joanne. So Joanne, this angel, yes, unannounced, shows up, who's just doing her volunteer work at CTCA. You see this person, Faye Rulak, sitting in a wheelchair from your description, a little tired. She was very sick. Okay, struggling. Let's yes. use the word struggle. Struggling. You walk up and offer assistance to roll her or transport her to another part of the building. That's correct. What do you say to her? What What's going on in your consciousness, in your heart, your spirit, in your mind? What's going on? Talk to me. Well, I, I had been asked by the volunteer coordinator to take – uh, Faye around to her different appointments because she did not feel up to okay. take. So I, I said, sure, I'll be glad to. So I went up and introduced myself, and I said, uh, would you like for me to, to roll you? <laughs> she said, no, I can do it myself. Okay. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, then I'm just going to walk with you, okay? Ah. So um, we went to the first appointment, and it was just like we had known each other forever. She's actually so funny. And and we we just started talking about our families, our kids, what we did, you know, in our careers, and we bonded. So you guys are getting to know each other. We were getting to know each other, and it was not like patient uh, volunteer. It was more like uh, friends. We were just getting acquainted, getting to know each other, and. Um, um, so I'm out to assume now. A relationship begins. There's an encounter. That's right. There's an introduction, an encounter, and some exchange. There is some bonding that takes place, using your your words. How often or frequent beyond this first encounter do you guys now start seeing each other on subsequent visits? Every event that I was scheduled to do, uh, Joanne was there. Just like all, I said, she was just she, always she was there. there. Okay. Because, like I said, what a coincidence. Radiation was every day. <laughs> okay. So, what I'm not sure she realized was I had something to look forward to every day mm. because Joanne was going to be there waiting on me, and I didn't have that. So, your 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 personal take here is that this individual is going to be your your caretaker. She was mine. 
to care for she you and mine. to be there for you. She now, mine. she may not understand this or know that you're thinking that. Right. So, she Joanne, every day, subsequent from this first encounter, hey, how you doing, uh, Faye? I'm here. Let's talk. Or however you guys start your engagement. How? What is your thinking about this relationship? Did you feel like on some level there was this connection an assignment, for lack of a better word, that you believe that you had, not from uh, the facilitators of the of the of the facility, but from a godly perspective. What are you thinking now? I'm thinking it was a a, a special godsend for for both of us because not only did I help her, she helped me, oh. and uh, we we just gave each other friendship. And she was staying in a, a hotel across the street. Okay. And I would go over and get her, and we would go shopping because she. It was in the okay. winter time. Okay. She needed some clothes, so we would go, mm-hmm. and that began our love for one of the stores in the, in the mall. <laughs> and then we would go eat, um, and so we would do this. And on weekends uh, after church, I would come get her, okay. uh, and we would go and, and do stuff uh, because she didn't go home for a while. Okay. So this relationship, how long is this relationship now going? This is this is weeks at a time now. You said every day. How long has this process been going on, roughly? Well, well since 2015, all the way through to today, we didn't we didn't disconnect. We didn't let go. Wow. I, I hit some really really hard bumps. In the midst of my treatment, and Joanne was front, center, ready to go. Ready to go. And and in this interaction, because you really, you said she was more than a support to you. That's the word you said. She was more than that. What what did Joanne become for you? And I'm assuming from a spiritual perspective or from an emotional perspective, you tell me. What did she become for you? What what did this turn into for you from a from an engagement perspective as a cancer patient? I went from I'm not being punished because she explained to me that is not how God works. Mm. And I went to that it was okay for me to let go and ride on the wing of an angel. I thought I had to fight. And in her love for me, she made it clear I simply had to exist and just put out my hand because she was going to be there, love was going to be there, and God was always there. Amen. And I was not, I wasn't there. I was stuck in punishment. Joanne, what did you see from her that said to you, this is just not another typical day of volunteering at CTCA. There's something else going on here that that I need to be a part of. And what did that do to you? Um, well, first of all, I saw somebody who who needed a friend who uh, was a, pretty much alone here. Locationally, she was alone, mm-hmm. and she needed someone to be with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she needed um, to connect to... Uh, a higher, higher power than what I could g- give her yep. here, yep. and and she did, and it was 
uh, with me and and with her a pastoral uh, consultant that she found that strong faith that she needed. Mm. Um, and Faye actually went through a stroke. Uh, and, really? Um, and she had some really hard times. And so fast forward, here we are now. I look at you, Faye, and you look fantastic. You look spectacular. Thank you. And and I'm not being hyperbolic at all. Um, Without knowing any of that backdrop, I would have never thought that you had a tough day physically or clinically. You stand today. You're still under current treatment, but you're receiving assessment and what three, six-month review of your current clinical state. What say you today about your state of mind and your emotional and spiritual well-being versus the day that you met this woman? What has happened to you? Well, I went from believing I was abandoned spiritually because what I thought I had in me fell short and coming in here and meeting a person who was spiritually grounded beyond my imagination mm. captured me. And I described myself in a uh, previous uh, event. I was uh, a bird with broken wings. Wow. And... Joanne came with the wings, and she asked nothing of me other than be with us, her and God. That, that's the only thing I had to do. And that was the first time I knew that I, I was going to make it mm. and that it wasn't up to me. And she let me know I was always loved. Deep down inside, after you hear cancer, all those dark things rush to the top. Yeah. And unless somebody looks in your eyes and sees that through you, nobody will respond to yeah. it. She did. She saw you. She did. She responded to you. She did. And she loved you. And she, she did. And she nurtured you. She did. Joanne, in closing, what has this relationship um, meant to you? We've heard what it meant to her. What has it meant to you? You said that you also got something out to deal here. This wasn't a one-way street. No. What did you get? I I got just a lovely, lovely friend that um, I will have the rest of my life. And um, we we have shared so much with each other. And and, um, I'm a Christian, but it... You know, we, there's still times when you need someone to talk to, mm-hmm. a friend, mm-hmm. and she and I can just talk about anything. And we have enjoyed each other's company in a lot of different ways. In fact, we've been playing a cruise, I think, at some point. Wow. And um, wow. just, you know, enjoy, we're enjoying life together, enjoying life the way God wants us to enjoy it. And when, I, and when I listen to you two, and I could do this for another hour, I just don't have the time. What I hear, what I see is Matthew 25, where Jesus basically says that when you feed the hungry 
when you clothe the naked, when you visit those who are imprisoned, uh, when you do this as unto the least of these, you are doing this as unto me. But even beyond that, uh, and I think what the way that we'll frame this conversation is the power of a partnership. I'm going to call you guys the dynamic duo. Okay. Sounds good. That you guys are awesome together and that you both impacted each other's lives in very specific, unique ways yes. that has made a difference. And at the end of the day, the message and the takeaway is uh, learning how to be the hands and the feet of Jesus to those around us and then what that will do for you in return. I am privileged to meet and know both of you ladies, and I'm grateful to hear your story. Closing remarks. Joanne gave me the mind of, instead of focusing on what I thought God and life had done to me, she gave me the mind of, this is maybe not about that, Faye. He knew you needed to come closer to him, Mm -hmm. and he sent Joanne for that part of me. Amen. More so than I need to fight cancer and get better and live. Amen. That is the major, major, major game changer of my life. Praise God. Last comment. I, I just consider it an honor and a privilege to have met Faye and and can just be your friend. And I hope that it lasts for a long, long, long time. You have just heard today from Faye Rulak and Joanne Hudson. Faye, a current cancer patient still receiving treatment and annual, uh, semi-annual assessment. Joanne Hudson, who is a volunteer at Cancer Treatment Centers of America Atlanta, who have now become friends and who I call the dynamic duo And I thank God for both of you. May you continue to be a blessing to each other and uh, enjoy your time together as you go cruising. God bless. (laughs) Thank you. Percy, thank you for bringing Joanne and Faye to us here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We'll talk more about it in just a moment. But you know what? According to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will receive a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. So to address the issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you're a pastor or leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities, and you'll receive our informative monthly email newsletter. So just visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Well, Percy, as I was listening to you talk with Faye and with Joanne, I was thinking of that scripture that says there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Mm. In this case, a sister. Yeah. But a friend who sticks closer than a sister. Absolutely. Well, this is a fascinating story of a, of a cancer patient who was on her second uh, diagnosis and was really struggling. Uh, I think the exact comment that she made was that uh, she basically uh, basic asked the question, "What did I do wrong?" And she said mm. she simply couldn't pull herself out of that that mental and emotional place. And she said she laid in it. Yeah. And then this 
as she described, an angel showed up. Yeah, I love that. Term. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and offered to assist her while she was probably at one of her lowest uh, mental and emotional states while dealing with a second reoccurrence of cancer and, and then a, a, a wonderful relationship blossomed from there. Let's be honest. Even the most spiritually mature person often needs someone else to come alongside and put their arm around you and say, it's okay, and offer a different perspective. There's no question about it. We, we've, we were created to be communal people, I believe. One of, I believe one of the motivations of why God created Adam and Eve is that he was lonely. He wanted children. He wanted to have something to engage and interact and interface with and created uh, something that would respond and react to him and feed into uh, his need because God is love. And I believe God also wants love and needs love. And so he created something to send his love to and then to receive love from. And I think it speaks to the whole relationship of humanity and our engagement one with another. And that's exactly what we had here. So you're exactly right, Wayne. I'm also thinking... I trust that there are people listening to this, and I'm going to include myself here, that, you know, maybe I can be a Joanne to someone in need here today. Well, if we think about it, there's probably a lot of someones that we could be a Joanne to, but we haven't stopped to think about that or, or process yeah. that. We're too busy. We're and, too caught up in our own lives. That's it. And we? we're the hustle and bustle and the rat race of everyday living. And I think it's part of the culture of our day that when, when it's all said and done, who can we stop to befriend and love and support? Absolutely. Hmm. You know, our question that we're posing to listeners fits right into the conversation we heard. What should people have done differently to help you during your cancer journey? We heard Joanne's answer to that question. Yeah, today. we did. And and so, again, we'd love to get feedback from uh, you listening today with respect to what you think uh, could have been done differently or, or better on your behalf when you had your battle of cancer. Because, again, we are reminded, uh, even as uh, it was stated in this interview by Faye, she said that when she met Joanne Hudson, she said that's when she knew that she could make it. You know, it's interesting how that engagement, that interfacing and that interaction changed her perspective by basically loving up on her in her time of need. So what uh, could have someone done differently or what should someone have done differently to better help during your cancer journey? We'd love to hear from you. Yes. And I also have not mentioned our free resource, which is available this week. And pardon me for not doing that earlier. But if you go to our website right now, you can download this free resource, Cancer Symptoms and Causes. You put this together, Percy, for the benefit of our listeners. Yeah, it's asking three really profound questions that we're providing some feedback to. One of them, as an example, is, are you at greater risk for cancer? And then there's some things that we give you to think about with regard to processing that. And are you experiencing symptoms of cancer? So this resource, again, is to spur thought, is to challenge and to uh, to stimulate thought around the idea of cancer symptoms and causes that we may be casually overlooking or not considering that we want you to pay attention to. Percy, I have one more question for you. I know you're not surprised by hearing the testimony that Joanne and Faye shared today, mm. because you, you've heard this before sure. with people, volunteers who step up and really become that special friend to someone who's gone on a cancer journey. But how were you impacted by these these ladies personally? I personally was impacted by, again, it, it reinforced and, and reminded what's what's true about all human beings. If we can cut through our own issues of our day, maybe our own biases, uh, our social, economic, political uh, lines of demarcation, and just simply be genuine human beings to each other. Mm-hmm. The power of partnership 
And that's really when you when you listen to the Gospels of Christ, he always talked about, you know, where two or three are gathered together in my right, name. Right. There I am in the midst. Always about the coupling and connecting the human resource one to another. And it's one of the things that I think that we're missing in our current culture. They help to remind us the power of partnership and just joining yourself one to another in a genuine, loving way without any expectations or wanting anything in return, how that can bless and change the course of another person's life. Well, with the context of today's interview behind us, I think it means so much more to hear you read those verses again from Ecclesiastes. And so let's do that. And again, the verses that we want to cover here is chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. And they read as follows. Two are better than one. That's what we heard today because Mm -hmm. they have a good return for their labor. I love how this reads. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if we tie, uh, also if we lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And we know as believers, the third strand of that relationship is the spirit of God there that ties go. us right, together right. and empowers us to continue to move forward. Thank God for the power of partnership and thank God for this dynamic duo reminding us that we should reach out and touch someone close close to us and soon that we never know what they may be needing, but we're just one handshake or one love or hug away from mm-hmm. someone being a blessing. And remember, Joanne didn't just give she received from Faye as well. Well, that's the beauty of it. Again, and I can speak to that, that I've received probably more in my opinion than I've ever given to cancer patients that I've supported in just expanding my mind, my heart, and my emotions to the human dynamic of loving God's people. It will change you and it will impact you when you give. That's why the Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters and that bread will come back unto you been so much fun to hear that story here today and our time is running out but i just want to say again our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com you can answer this week's question there and we'll share some of those responses in the future you can also download the resource cancer symptoms and causes percy mccray thank you brother for bringing this story to us bless you my friend and again remember particularly today go find someone hug someone and be a blessing we've got work to do keep chopping the wood you've been listening to health hope and inspiration Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.